Welcome to the RSP Cast. I'm Matt Waldman with the Rookie Scouting Portfolio. And today I'm going to do kind of a combo of an RSP Cast and an RSP Film Room. And we're going to look at Bo Jackson. It, hey, listen, it's early summer. We've got some mini camp stuff going on. The RSP post draft is finished. The RSP June update for the Dynasty and Projections package is out and available. If you would like that, you can um, purchase it for $24.95 and there'll be updates throughout the year. And when you do purchase it within 24 to 48 hours, I will send you an email with an access code to download the, the PDF of the projection and rankings package. So far, the response has been great. Uh, everyone who's bought it has just been like, this is really an almost like icing on the cake. It's just as good as the RSP for me. Um, a lot of people really enjoy the analytical look and that they're getting information that they're not seeing in other spaces. So listen, if you want complete projections in terms of the process I use and you get access to everything, including, and then two ways of ranking players for um, dynasty, long-term and short-term builds, I'm providing that for you, and I'm going to give updates throughout the year. $24.95, MattWaldmanRSP.com, or MattWaldman.com is the quickest way to go. And again, I will email you the access codes to the product um, within 24 to 48 hours. So back to Bo Jackson. With all of, you know, just kind of a quiet time, one of the things that I like to do at certain points during the years, go back and watch great players. And I'm not talking about great players from the standard of major media that's always about yards or career length or you know production. Certainly production can be a measuring stick for greatness, but it is not the only measuring stick for greatness. You know, what's also important is the film. And when you look at certain players, you know, it's nice to be able to look at great players and say, what makes them great? And all the time when I watch Bo Jackson stuff on YouTube, what I always hear is, he's so fast. He's so big. And he just bounces off of people. And he's just so fast around the corner. Yes, Bo Jackson was a freak athlete. But there are a lot of freak athletes that come into the NFL who don't produce and don't succeed because they just lack any discernible football skill that can set them apart with that athletic ability that they have. So one of the things that makes Bo Jackson great from a details perspective when you add it on to his freak athletic ability because it's the whole package that made Bo Jackson great, not just the athletic ability. So, you know, as I'm going to do this. I'm going to actually go through the tape here and you hopefully I'll have a YouTube show with this as well and kind of talk about what makes Bo Jackson great as I look through this. And the first thing I'm watching is some, you know, little highlights of him dragging people and knocking people over. And it's funny because they show three in a row here where you see Jackson basically run over a safety and just leave them on the ground. And the common denominator with all three is fantastic pad level, you know, and the ability to accelerate into contact. He accelerates into contact, he uses his pads well, and he either gets under the defender or 
he hammers his pads down onto the defender and underneath the pad level that he hammers down the defender with, he also uses his forearm. And he uses the forearm to really deliver like an uppercut forearm shiver through each defender. And again, that's great because it's that arm serves as kind of a bubble between his frame and the point of contact. And that allows him to really be the initiator of the contact. And the fact that he accelerates into that contact and initiates it and drops his pads, but also brings his head up through the contact. And that allows him to be able to to really work through people. So that's one of the things that I think is very important about Bo Jackson is that he's very good at using the free arm to deliver punishment, to initiate the punishment, and he accelerates into the contact. The other thing that I really like is the strides that he takes. You're going to, you know, there's some plays here that I'm watching where he's getting hit, you know, indirectly. You know, indirectly to me is not head on, but to like the hips and the thighs and the knees and ankles from one side. And one of the things that I see with him is that he's taking not necessarily short strides, but he's not a long striding player. So that allows him to maintain a kind of nice level of core balance so that when he's hit, he's still, you know, he's still he's not way off balance at the point of contact. And that allows him to when he takes the hit to the side to kind of displace the weight to the other foot. And if he has to hop or jump, he's very good at being able to, you know, land in a position where he can maintain that consistent stride, which keeps his speed um, at a nice level, keeps his core balance at a good level, and allows him to strike. And I think the best thing about all backs that I watch, you know, the, the best backs is that they are very good at operating their, using their limbs in a very independent fashion. You know that they can, they can change their stride um, pattern a little bit when they need to. They can hop and work through one foot or the other. Um, they're very good at using that free arm to deliver contact. And I'm just you know watching it over and over again here. One of the things also is cutting ability. You know a lot of, when you take a look at his ability to change direction. One of the things that he does really well and noticed is that he actually had curvilinear movement. And that's not something I noticed before watching him, but he's a back who, when when he would set up cuts into the hole, he could really just like bend his, you know, kind of plant that, that inside leg at an angle where he's really swerving inside to dip inside a block that he set up to the outside. So he'll work towards the outside, plant with the outside foot, and then plant on the, on really the inside, kind of the instep of his inside foot. And that gives him a great angle to work underneath the outside block and be able to do it quickly. And it's not a hard cut. It's not a jump cut. 
you know, some people would describe it a little bit as a jump cut because it looks like, you know, he kind of plants hard off of that outside foot. But the way he's doing, it's more of a bend of the way that um, Dalvin Cook would would do. And the fact that Bo Jackson has his speed and power and he's keeping his feet, you know, on the ground without a lot of, you know, lateral movement to where, you know, his feet leave the ground and a lot, it makes him very smooth, still being able to work at the, the speed he needs to work at. And it makes allows him to be able to change direction so efficiently when he to, to be able to get downhill. The other thing is how he finishes. In addition to being able to drop the pads on people, I like that, you know, again, that free arm. He'll extend that free arm enough that when a defender goes for his legs, he's able to throw that forearm into the back of the defender who's trying to chop at him. And then he'll leap over the defender through that. And that's a very good skill, not only to get extra yards, but to protect yourself. Because he gets low. You can, you know, I'm watching here against the New England Patriots as he outruns Andre Tippett, who was, wow, what a running back he was, uh, linebacker he was. But you watch him go towards the safety and really throw his elbow and form into the back of the defender dropping form and then extend his lay his body and lean over the top so he doesn't get hit in the knees. And that ability to be proactive that way, that gains him an extra five yards with his momentum, size, and the ability to stretch out like that. More curvy learning movement. I'm watching him against the Giants here. Or next to the Giants, excuse me, the Vikings here. And you're going to see a, a, there's a play here where he basically gets wrapped by the inside ankle and he's able to pull himself forward. And just, you know, the, the ability to accelerate. You know, you can have great what you would call raw acceleration. And that's just the ability, you know, to get to your top speed quickly. But on a football field, being able to do it efficiently as you're changing direction is a, is a really nice skill. And part of that is also the ability to alter footwork and just give a little bit of a of a change of direction step. I'm watching a play against the Chargers now with Marcus Allen as the lead blocker. One of the greatest running backs of all time that people don't talk about. Lead blocking here and basically moving a linebacker backwards about five yards as Bo Jackson gets to the edge here and then gives a little bit of a stutter, just a two-step stutter, widens his stride with a point of the toe inside, and that draws the safety in to the inside, and then Jackson is able to point the toe of the outside foot to get outside and turn that potential hit into basically the defensive back reaching for his back foot, and Jackson's able to get another seven yards after that. So what you're seeing is a player who plays it at a high rate of speed, but can still change his pace a little bit and change his stride length to throw off the defender with the pattern of his play. And when he changes direction, one of the things I really like is that he gets low. He gets into a crouch so that he's basically shoulders, elbows, and knees. 
Okay, so I'm watching watching him again against the Chargers. He's catching a pass on this particular highlight. And one of the things you see is just the ability to transition quickly. Doesn't, you know, as soon as he makes a catch, he turns either upfield or turns in towards open space, even if it's um, towards the inside or towards the sideline and then upfield. Switches the ball well. And he carries the ball a little bit low to from his chest at times. But it's only as he's beginning to accelerate when he gets to a point where, and he does it very fast, switching the ball. When he gets to the point of contact, that ball comes right up to his chest. All right, so... Again, watching him a little bit more as we start to talk about, you know, Jackson and his ability just changing direction. One of the great runners that I've ever seen, and what what I'm noticing more and more is that very few jump cuts. It's mostly curvilinear movement and getting downhill and accelerating in, into contact. Now, one of the things that he does very well as a runner, too, is being able to see pre-snap or early post-snap that the, that the defensive front has an advantage to the side that he's supposed to go. Because I'm watching him on the pitch play against Denver in 1987. It was his first career touchdown. And he literally spins opposite of where the pitch is. I mean, takes the pitch and before he even takes a step, spins to the backside, turns the corner, and then just lowers his frame and accelerates through number 31. Again, leads with his pad. Yes, he dips his shoulder with his pad, but when I freeze the frame, you're going to see him here where he literally has his forearm into the hip of this defensive back and uppercuts it into the chest. And there's a point where I've frozen it here where literally 31 looks contorted while his feet are off the ground and Jackson is accelerating through him. It looks like a comic book superhero you know, throwing a punch at a at a villain like Captain America or, you know, you know, or the Hulk or something along that nature. And he just deposits 31 on the ground. I mean, 31 literally looks like a bag, like a sack of potatoes, like a lifeless sack of something that just falls like dead weight to the ground after the con um after the contact. And then Jackson turns the corner on the linebackers and scores on the play. I mean, this is a play that is, it's literally a 50-yard run from what I can see here. First touchdown. Let's see if I can find it one more time. Yeah. And so when you combine the fact that he can attack first and put the defender on the defensive, and then use his size and speed once he wins that contact. It's a wonderful thing. And certainly a lot of nice blocking here. I mean, watching the Raiders 
from this era. They had, they, you know, they did some nice work with those pullers to get outside on some of these plays. They ran both zone and gap and man. And man, you give this guy a, even the slightest runway, he's going to get 15 yards just running through people when he gets into the secondary and just watching Marcus Allen again. Marcus Allen lead blocking, you know, he's about, he, he looks almost like a third of the, you know, two thirds of the size of Bo Jackson. And he's just knocking down people, cutting them, slowing, you know, just making really accurate, high effort plays. And as I'm watching defenders just hurdle themselves at Jackson on some of these plays, like number 45, I think that's easily uh, for Kenny Easley out of um, Seattle, one, a great safety and a hitter. I think that is easily. And Jackson just is totally prepared. It leaves easily on the ground. And part of it is, again, when he leaves, he he's hurdling a fallen teammate. I think that's Allen. He, yeah, he hurdles Allen after Allen makes the block. And as he hurdles Allen, he still gets into that crouch position and he's bringing that forearm and tucking it in so that he can lean with the non-ball shoulder in the 45 and winds up delivering a hit on a hitter and leaving 45 basically five yards behind him on the play. So, you know, there's something to be said. If there's teachable aspects about Bo Jackson, I've repeated a lot of them already because maybe these were learnt behaviors that he just developed and no one coached him on. And that certainly can be the case. That's something that happens with a lot of special players is that they just have a good feel for what to do. They've watched the game enough to know what makes sense. And then they do it and they, and they incorporate it quickly. But you know, may, maybe speed, his level of speed and quickness and size aren't, you know, learned or developable traits to the level that he has them for sure. But his ability to know when to attack, how to get his body into position to deliver the first shot on, on a hard hit, you know, in a hard collision and, you know, maintain his balance. It's all about body control and understanding just the nature of how to get the most out of a, a confrontation. Just watching a play here where he, he catches a pass and just shows nice effort here. Underhand technique, he doesn't trap the ball, literally catches it with his fingertips. Slides inside, looks like he's sliding into second base when he slides to stay in bounds on that play. And part of that is, is just being a two-sport athlete or a multi-sport athlete is you can transition different learned behaviors to, you know, to a, an area or to a sport that you wouldn't necessarily associate it with. So let's see if we can get some more here for Bo Jackson. All right, so now we have a cutback play. We're going to watch him here where he has Allen going towards the left side. And there's a nice big hole between 72 and 56 going to the middle. And Jackson presses that and gets with it, gets to the line of scrimmage. And he does a great job. Once again, pointing the toe, planting, pointing the toe again, and getting around the, the middle linebacker, number 50, to get outside and essentially take this play 
for another 30 yards, 30 or 40 yards. Yeah, so this play starts at the 35. Watching Jackson here, again, it's it's about opening the hips, and he's able to do within basically three steps, head towards the line at full speed, press it to the inside, point the toe once, point it a second time, and avoid a defender shooting through the gap who thought he had a great angle on him. And then Jackson accelerates around the defensive back and then splits a second defensive back and the trailing cornerback that he beat around the corner for looks like a 40-yard game. So again, I mean, the speed's great. You know, maybe, you know, a lot of backs would get pulled down by the by the cornerback that Joe that Bo Jackson beats or to the to the sideline here. But if a running back without Bo Jackson's speed and acceleration was able to learn the footwork that Bo Jackson showed here on this play and how to press, there's still enough room on this particular play, especially with the wide receivers blocking the way they did. For a running back, even uh, an average NFL starter or an aspiring starter or a college player to get 15, 20 yards on this. Bo Jackson just gets twice as much because, you know, the benefit of his athletic ability. But yeah, it's a, you know, I understand why people get blown away by his speed. Um, because you see a man this size being able to run this fast. It's like watching Jim Brown back in the day. And I think people sometimes have difficulty watching that because it's in black and white. And, you know, but I think, you know, the closest thing to watching Jim Brown play um, in the quote unquote more, uh, more modern era would have, been Bo, would have been Bo Jackson. And I'm watching the famous play where Brian Bosworth, who was like, you know, supposed to be the resident badass of linebackers at that time, you know, takes on Bo Jackson. They thought, you know, he talks some trash about hitting Bo and Bo carries him across the goal line at the two. It's kind of an underwhelming play compared to most of the highlights that I'm watching here. And I always thought it was kind of underwhelming. It was just that, you know, people love the drama of one guy talking, another one shutting him up. But, you know, it's just like similar other plays here as I watch. He... He he gets a, does a good job of dropping the pads into the contact, leaning with the with the non ball shoulder, using the forearm, and then you know kind of moving upward with his upper body and driving that forearm into the defender to knock him backwards at that point of contact, being the aggressor. Bo Jackson being the aggressor there. Bosworth didn't even have the angle there, so you know this is one of those you know m- myths that I think people enjoyed the myth of it all and the drama of it all when it really wasn't that big of a deal of a play. All right, let's see what else we can find here with Jackson that I think is notable. I mean, there's a play against the Falcons we're going to watch in a minute here where watching him as a receiver is just unbelievably impressive. More curvy linear movement. I mean, this is the thing that I'm appreciating more and more with his game. 
is just how well he uses the instep of his inside foot to bend around pursuit and not lose much speed at all. I mean, I'm watching play against the Saints, and they had a defense at this time. Boy, did they have a defense. Um, and you see him on a play where he literally bends away to flatten out behind Marcus Allen as the lead blocker around number 73, pursuing from the inside in the middle, gets around him, and then as Marcus Allen does a great job of basically cut blocking a cornerback at full speed as he works around the corner to the outside. I mean, you can't find a much better cut block than this in terms of level of difficulty. Bo Jackson's able to bend around it once again using that instep of his foot to bend around this. And then once again bend around uh, one of his receivers so back to the outside and finishing with a stiff arm of a cornerback, you know, that he had to bend around there, maintain his balance, and then get another 15, 20 yards on the play. But what you rarely see, I mean, he uses the stiff arm when he needs to. But oftentimes the stiff arm is more of kind of a cleanup of making sure that the defender's reach doesn't get there um, by either getting being able to put his hand on the helmet of a defender or block off the hands. And usually it's, he's already set up the angle that he won with the, with the change of stride. Oh, this is one of my favorite plays. This is against the Chiefs. You're going to see him here where he just makes this beautiful dip where he gets downhill number behind his fullback 35 and then uses his outside foot the instep of his outside foot to bend it back to his left and then after like two steps use that outside step to to plant and then his inside step to point the toe inside and get downhill and he squeezes between basically four defenders who are unblocked lowers his pads under them and splits them for a touchdown. It's one of my favorite runs that I've seen that no one really ever shows on highlights on a regular basis in terms of the most popular ones. But man, this is special because, again, you get that instep and that curvilinear movement where he really points that toe and gets outside and then in succession plants that inside foot, then the outside foot out, you know, pointing the toe towards the boundary, and that gets the defenders to kind of slow down their pursuit to the outside or kind of square out there. And then he, you know, is able to use that instep again and run on his toes to really accelerate inside of a defensive um, lineman and then drop the pads. I wish there were a little better angle of that run because it's, it's just a beauty of a play. They sure love to run toss with, with Jackson, and you can see why, because not only does he, he get outside fast, but once he reads, he's very good at reading the situation, and his vision was just so underrated, because as soon as he takes the toss, he sees you know, how the blocks are being set up. He sees Marcus Allen on the outside, along with the right tackle, and they're making their blocks, and he cuts inside of both of them. And then he sees one of the linebackers 
that he's going to be dealing with coming off of um, Marcus Allen's block, you know, shedding it to the inside, and Jackson just attacks him head on, brings his shoulder and literally hits the forehead of the defender with his shoulder and then just runs over him and then uses the other pad, shoulder pad, the outside pad, to drop down on a safety, bounce off that and run through, and again using the forearm well. But again, this is a guy who he literally even uses his sh- different shoulder in succession to knock through defenders. So, I mean, a lot of great lessons to be learned here from Bo Jackson. One is being decisive and on, on an outside play. Before he even, you know, he reads where Marcus Allen's going to be. He doesn't try and stretch it out too, too far. He gets downhill and accelerates. When he sees that it's a that the defender's beating Marcus Allen to the inside, drops one pad, the inside shoulder, comes off that, and as he's running over that defender, He's able to spot the safety and drop the outside shoulder into that defender and gets another three to five yards off of that. Just that ability to, you know, use every angle of your body as a weapon and do it in succession as defender after defender is coming after you in in waves. Again, getting low, the nice little stutter step to the inside to press an inside play, bounce outside, use his speed against the defensive end, and then drop the pads low. And when he drops the pads low, he pops back up fast to get his head up so that he can keep his back in a at a level where he can maintain his balance because the way he bends his back just to drop down and hit a defender who hits him in the leg, he's able to extend... The, the free leg, the outside leg, wide enough so that he can plant and raise his body up and then makes an unbelievable stop-start move after this to basically avoid the pursuing linebacker who's heading to the sideline and get another four yards on the play. Guy's incredible. And again, he's leading with the forearm. It's the shoulder with the forearm lead. And the forearm is a good foot and a half extended away from his, his frame to be able to take most of that contact. It's like a shock absorber. And that defender has to go through Jackson's arm to get to Jackson's leg. And as a result of that, I believe that's Aaron Glenn, if I remember correctly. I don't know. No, that's probably too early. But Jackson deflects a lot of the power of that impact to his arm, and then the defender's not as um, able to hit as solidly and wrap as solidly against the leg because Bo Jackson's arm is between the defender's chest and the leg as he's bent there and the flexibility to be able to pull his way out of that. And then he's just able to slip the tackle because the defender never really got a good grip in the first place. And he slips it a lot of the ways that Alvin Kamara does, which is kind of lift lift up and kick that heel towards his ass. You know, a good way to be able to slip wraps to your lower leg is, is to lift that heel upward. And that keeps your toe pointed downward and it reduces the surface area, kind of makes it a little slicker, a little more, you know, I don't know how to put it, but there's less to grab onto. It's easier for you to be able to pull away 
based on the angle of the way your your leg and foot are pointed. Here's some plays of him running through Ronnie Lott. Again, a little bit overrated. Ronnie Lott didn't have the angle to do much with Jackson. Jackson slows down and then but Jackson delivers the first hit and knocks, you know, Lott on, you know, backwards there. So while, you know, it's nice from a name recognition standpoint for people to go, oh, look what he did to Ronnie Lott. You know, Lott didn't have the great angle. If you want to see a great angle hit on somebody, on Ronnie Lott, watch William Andrews on Ronnie Lott. And that's that's a play. But, um, you know, the other thing about Andrews that's really fun to, to see, or excuse me, not Andrews, Bo Jackson, pass catching. You see him here against the Falcons. This looks like a play that Tim Brown would have been targeted on. Basically breaks to the inside. It looks like kind of like a skinny post or a dig. And the ball's thrown over the lineback, trailing linebacker's shoulder. Jackson turns to his back shoulder to catch the ball while still heading to the inside. And still, and then as soon as he gets it in his hands, he's able to look downhill and dip inside the safety to avoid the safety almost completely and then bounce off another hit by a trailing linebacker. I think that's Jesse Tuggle. Jesse Tuggle was an excellent linebacker. And literally, Tuggle hits him pretty hard, but he bounces off the hit and gets like another four to five yards on that play before he's dragged down. But he catches the ball so well with his hands, looks it in, and immediately tucks it. Just, you know, the one of the things he does that's so impressive from a detail standpoint is how fast he can tuck the ball and move it from one shoulder to the other, one arm to the other. I don't know if that took practice or not with him, but it's something that I, I just think that running backs should practice well because the more comfortable you are at handling the ball, just kind of like a, a, a basketball player who dribbles, the ability to switch it from one arm to the other gives you the confidence to then be able to use the non-ball arm to attack, break tackles. Just the pad level overall. I mean, he's now he's got him going through a crease against Buffalo. He's able to dip through a kind of contact that might be coming here by getting through Ray Bentley and just kind of when he dips, he loads up that form. Even when he doesn't get contact with it, his he's always making a fist with the forearm and using using that forearm to so that the forearm's in front of his chest and the elbow's out a little bit and he can use the elbows kind of a flipper, kind of like a pinball flipper, you know, where you just kind of press the button and the arm comes out and you can strike a defender and slide off some of that contact or initiate the contact so the defender takes a hit without being able to wrap you in the first place. Watching him again against Denver. Some of my favorite plays is watching him run over Denver Bronco defenders. Um, so, and there's some there's some fun tape of that where once he, he delivers that forearm, he raises that body up and then allows him to continue working. They're showing the repeat of some of the Seattle plays. But just getting under people. He knows when to get under people with his pads. 
and he knows when to hammer down on defenders. So if you want to watch a player and learn something about pad level, Bo Jackson, pad level, forearm, shiver, elbow, you know, kind of the elbow flipper, and curvilinear movement. Here's another one against the Chiefs. Toss play. Takes about four steps to the right side. Reads that that's out, he's outflanked. He's able to change his stride length to get back inside. And he doesn't immediately reverse field. He does what the best backs do, which is he gets downhill and presses to the inside portion of that toss and gets within a couple of steps and then points the toe you know, with that backside foot leg and shifts his hips within two steps to then make the cutback and work around the backside edge defender. And he gets about 30 yards on this particular play. So yes, the speed comes in handy for sure. The acceleration's great, but the footwork and the vision and the ability to do this incrementally, because there are a lot of backs who are fast enough to do a lot of this in the NFL who aren't as successful because they immediately go for the cutback and the backside um, contained is in a position to be able to stop the angle. But Bo Jackson exacerbates a, a good or exploits a good angle by making more of it because he's incrementally working from outside to the middle, then cuts to the backside. And that'll enhances his his ability to use his speed and win big. And it is. There's a lot of, you know, as I'm watching him against the Eagles here, I think it's the Eagles. Yeah, it's the Eagles. There's Reggie White. You can see him on a toss play here, working to his left. A couple little stutter steps where he slows down um, to set up a block, two blocks to the outside, presses further outside, and then just makes a nice plant and gets downhill. But, yeah, I mean, there's just a lot more to Jackson than he's a freak of nature. Certainly he is that. But this is why I get on my, you know, I kind of rant or, or talk so much about how running back isn't just this instinctive thing. There's, there's a lot more to it. You can learn a lot of these things on a level of instinct in the same way that there are musicians out there who just do advanced things because they hear music so well and it's like language that they have a good feel for it and, it, and they don't have to practice it so much to, to make it natural. And maybe Bo Jackson was that way. But a lot of what he does are skills that people can learn and one of them here against the Bengals. I mean, the pad level and bringing the head up on this, you know, red zone play. He splits two defenders. He's able to drop the pads and immediately get his head up and drive through. And he's even driving through. One of the things that he does to drive through is he brings his body up as he's getting wrapped by, you know, by a defender on his thigh. And he's able to hop off of the foot that's unwrapped to continue to generate momentum forward. 
He just keeps his legs moving. And if it means that he has to hop off of one leg to generate a little bit more power or motion while he's being wrapped on the other leg, that helps him work through the wrap of the lower leg. It helps him continue to um, work off the momentum and drive against the safety who's wrapping him high. And he gets another two to three yards on that play because of the way that once he's wrapped, he doesn't give up. I mean, he literally, you know, getting high knees and jumping through where he needs to. Quite valuable. And then the plays that are just unbelievable is just the speed, you know. I mean, there's a play here that's like, you know, a 92-yard run. It's his career-long run against the Bengals. And he just gets around the safety and you, you just watch him run. It's like watching Secretariat run, watching, you know, Usain Bolt. You know, anybody who's, you know, just kind of laps the field almost. And it seems like the way that he's playing. There's a lot of dead space here with what I've got going on here, but I'm, you know, just trying to watch through some of this for, for, you know, as we go real time here. So if you're doing this as a podcast, you know, my apologies, um, but the visuals here are just so much fun. Watch them against the Houston Oilers. And again, it's just that whole, I don't see a lot of backs accelerate through contact the way Bo Jackson does. Leonard Fournette early in his career would accelerate through contact. I don't think he does it as much as he used to, which is a shame. But there's a play here where, again, he takes toss play once again to the right against the Houston Oilers, who had a pretty good defense under Buddy Ryan at one point. He's able to lower his pads against number 31 and uses he's using his... Free arm once again to be able to extend outward into the chest and knock the defender back about six yards before the defender can just hang on and wrap. He's just so decisive. Looks like I got a little bit too far backwards here. Let me see if I can. Yeah, but I think that's enough, you know, to talk about Jackson. Otherwise, I'm just kind of, you know, I'm not really seeing anything else that's going to stand out about his game that I haven't already talked about. It's just shocking to me how good his curvilinear movement is. It's very Gale Sayers-like. It's very um, Dalvin Cook-like. Just in a Jim Brown-like frame. Pretty incredible. And just the way he attacks. Jamal Charles, who I think is, if he's not a great back, he was a borderline great back. Jamal Charles may not have learned from watching Bo Jackson, but 
some of the things that he does with his upper body to to initiate contact was what made him such an effective inside runner for his size. And Bo Jackson does this type of stuff all day long. So it's just worthwhile to think about that. I mean, I'm going to stop the tape here or else I'm just going to be, you know, you're going to hear me just quietly breathing probably more than anything else <laughs> um, as I as I watch in awe. Um, but yeah, you know, you look at backs today who are very good and we've already talked about Dalvin Cook. We've talked about, you know, Jamal Charles and what he was able to do. But, you know, you can see, you know, kind of like a tree, a historical tree of how running backs play the game and what players got from them, even if they necessarily didn't study them. Whoever they worked with or whoever they watched and were influenced by were probably influenced by some of these, you know, buybacks like Jim Brown, Gail Sayers, um, you know, Bobby Mitchell, Bo Jackson, you know, even, the, you know, now that we're talking about Bo Jackson being nearly 40 years ago, you know, it's or 30 years ago at least, um, he's influential on that level. So it, it's fascinating to me to, to look at these types of players because, what we're seeing is I often see some younger guys on Twitter and they'll they'll talk about, you know, players from the past and and sometimes they just they don't look at the game with the level of nuance that they should and and they're critiquing some of these players as of like they'll they never would have played in the NFL today or they they weren't as good as they as people make them out to be. And I understand youth likes to destroy or likes to tear down um, things behind, you know, that were built before them sometimes as part of the attitude of being young. Um, you know, you want to find something new or you want to look at the institutions and, and find fault with it. And certainly there are some points that are worthwhile being made there. But, you know, the more I look at some of the older players, there's oftentimes I see things that younger players are doing that they obviously were influenced by on some level, you know, even if it wasn't directly. And, you know, old some of these players created a lot of techniques that you're going to see as a standard part of the NFL today. And Bo Jackson, I mean, great, great player, but a surprising wealth of technical skill um, and body awareness and, and ability to to be the aggressor in a way that, you know, players should be more often. I think that there are a lot of running backs in the league who would get a lot more out of their game if they attacked um, and were confident about how they attacked. Um, but that's a learned skill, and it's one of those things that if you aren't doing it early in your career and doing it right and doing it well, it's hard to learn that now that you're playing grown man full speed football to be able to attack on that level, which is why guys who do it tend to be some of the better runners in the league and um, you don't see other backs learn how to do it. You know, pad level is pad level can be taught to a degree, but to use it at an advanced level like a weapon, to use your forearm like a weapon, um, to use different 
shoulder angles and pad level angles um, and using your feet in different stride length combinations and being able to open your hips on a, and, and run with speed, balance, and precision um, and bend the way, you know, in that curvy linear manner. Not a lot of backs can learn that once they're already like midway through college. So, yeah, a lot of appreciation for Bo Jackson. I hope you enjoyed this. Um, and, you know, if you want to see more, you can always go to my YouTube channel, Matt Waldman's RSP Film Room. Go to my site, mattwaldmanrsp.com. I'll be providing more content in the coming weeks again and kind of getting my year back started. This is kind of my va my vacation time, as one might say. Um, so, I'm, you know, I'm taking the next few weeks to to kind of relax a little bit. Um, and as I ramp up fantasy football at Football Guys, you know, some of the work that I do there. And I'm sure Mark and I will be doing some videos and I'll have some more guests on um, over the summer. So again, you can get the um, rookie scouting portfolio, the pre-draft and post-draft for $21.95. If you want to get the projections package, dynasty rankings, full dynasty rankings, and full dynasty projections, two-year projections, in fact, along with rankings that are designed to go slow build and you know a long build and short build time. You can get all that for $24.95. They're separate products, so you don't get the RSP publication with that $24.95. Um, you got to get both. And so for, I think, what, $46.60, $46.90, something like that, you can get um, both. And a lot of people have been doing that, um, really feel like they've enjoyed what they're getting out of it. And, you know, again, I hope to um, see you on my customer list. And if not, you know, enjoy the podcast, enjoy the work that I put out for free. Um, and I appreciate your uh, patronage. Have a good week.